0: named later and you should recognize
1: me well hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the players to be named later podcast my name is ed that's dan and today we're going to be covering our nba preview how's it going Danny boy
0: i'm alive and kicking i'm here nba season starts tomorrow My NBA season starts on Wednesday when I can bet on a game legally for the first
1: time in Vegas. (laughs) All right, that's right. Dan is going to be in Vegas at a pool tournament, so be sure to do what you've always done with the professional sport of billiards and ignore it completely unless it's on at 3 a.m. on ESPN2. All right, Dan, 2021 NBA not going to lie, not a big basketball fan. Grew up in St. Louis where we don't have a team. Moved to the Pittsburgh area where they don't have a team. So chat me up. Fill me in. What do I need to look forward to this year? Well, there's a few things you need to look
0: forward to. Um, first thing is, is basketball is just such a great sport. Um, it, to me, it is, it's my first love. Um, and then football. And then baseball. And then hockey. Uh, hockey uh, and baseball might might flip here. I've uh, been watching a lot of hockey lately.
1: Oh, there but you go. That's right, you should. Let's
0: talk about um, let's talk about these standings from last year. Um, the my Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA championship. Um, I can't roll my eyes hard enough at that. Over the Phoenix Suns, it was a great finals. The Bucks finally got one. I think there was a little bit of luck on their side, but I also think they can repeat here. Um, I'm sorry. And- I'm going
1: to stop you right there. Anytime uh, you talk about the Bucks, I really do miss Jaime trying to pronounce Giannis's last name.
0: Yates Antetokounmpo.
1: Miss you, Jaime, wherever you're at. Give us a shout. All
0: right, now uh, let's just run through these standings here in the East. We're gonna talk about the top eight because they all were they all were in nine and ten were the play-in game. So Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Knicks, Hawks, Heat, Celtics, Wizards. And then the Pacers and the Hornets were the nine and ten seed, where they both had to win. They would have had to win two games to get into what I like to call the tournament. Over okay. on the West, we had the Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavs, Portland, Lakers, Memphis, Golden State, and the Spurs. Spurs and the How Golden weird State. is that
1: to see to the see Spurs theirs? and Golden State at the bottom of that <laughs> list? Yeah, and it the was, Lakers um, even at seven, like that's got to be just. Ugh. It was. It was
0: pretty. It, it was. It was pretty wild. Um, Clay. Clay's coming back. I expect the Warriors to do a lot better this year, uh, having their big three back and for that team. To me, looks really solid when you look at their roster. Um. Do you have anything to add here, Ed, looking at these standings? Anything stand out to you not being – besides the Spurs and the Warriors, anything else stand out to you not being a huge basketball fan and just sort of following along as we as we go through the season?
1: I mean, I guess they trust the process in Philly, and it's finally paid off uh, with the Sixers taking care of business there. The Nets, the Bucks. I mean, how about the Knicks at four? The Knicks like, did come on wow, straight. Wow, that's yeah. – uh, that's pretty shocking after the misery they've had. Um, I'm really shocked that the Cavs weren't in the basement two games ahead of the Pistons. That, that's hot. Um, what happened to Houston, man? They
0: traded everyone away and kind of just uh, kind of just said, F it.
1: Mm. And is Mark Cuban obsessed with strong Eastern European players Because You have to assume that when you look at that team. I mean, it seems like he's got big white guys. uh, uh, Yeah, big white guys all the time that are arguably the best players at their position.
0: Just to recap our playoffs, we're going to go through the play-ins, and then I'll kind of run through the bracket here quickly. If you guys are listening to this, I I think it's safe to say that you are a NBA fan. So, I don't need to recap it too hard, but just for those of you that are casual fans, we'll go through it. Boston played Washington. Boston uh, won their first playing game. Indiana played Charlotte. Indiana won. Uh, Washington over Indiana. And then Boston and Washington were your seven and eight seed. You had the Lakers play Golden State. Lakers won. Uh and then Memphis play San Antonio, Memphis won. So your seven and eight seed were the Lakers and Memphis. Now running through the main course as I would like to call it. The first round, Philly over Washington, 4-1. Atlanta over New York, 4-1. Milwaukee Ooh. with this Milwaukee with the sweep over Miami, 4-0. Brooklyn versus Bo- Brooklyn over Boston, 4-1 in the west we have Utah over Memphis 4-1 the Clippers over Dallas 4-3 that was a Ooh. hell of a hell of a game 7 when they went into that Denver over Portland 4-2 Phoenix over
1: Lakers 4-2 well so it was here. pretty much it was pretty much chalk the entire first round
0: it was pretty much chalk except for that Atlanta that Atlanta matchup yes
1: which was a 4-5 so really correct uh, they both finished with 41 wins, so. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean,
0: that was, that. even though that was a 4-1, that was a very, that's a very undistinctive score there when how close those games were and how intense that series was itself. Um, That kind of, not when Ice Trey was born, but it kind of cemented the the Ice Trey nickname there for Trey Young. Uh, Phoenix over Denver in a surprising 4-0 sweep in the semis. And the Clippers over Utah with a 4 2 victory. Also surprising when you figure they came out, they just came out of that Dallas matchup with a 4 3 win. Over in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee versus Brooklyn, and that was a 4 3. That was a hell of a series. I will not forget that one. And then we have Atlanta over Philly, 4 uh, 3, which was also another good matchup. She was not happy about that Atlanta score, as you hear in the background with the dog barking. Uh, the conference finals for the East, Milwaukee over Atlanta 4-2. And the conference finals for the West, <clears throat> Phoenix over the Clippers 4-2. And as we've mentioned earlier, Milwaukee beat Phoenix 4-2 in the
1: for the NBA championship. Okay, let's... Milwaukee's first championship, yes? In a long time. Okay, back to... Oh, yeah, back to probably the days of Walt, right?
0: Yeah, it's been a long time. Long time. You figure
1: they won. How about no. let's let's give a shout out to the state of Wisconsin. I mean, you had the Brewers do well this year, win the Central. The Packers are going to win the North, mainly by process of elimination, although they do own the city of Chicago, apparently, or at least Aaron Rodgers does. And you have the Bucks as the champions. I mean, what else is left? They don't have hockey there.
0: No, no, they haven't. Maybe,
1: maybe maybe the Badgers win the Big 12 or Big 10 or whatever they're in. It's hard to say with college jumping around. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say with everybody jumping around from conference to conference. Uh, let's talk about your leaders, because I find this pretty interesting. Steph Curry averaged 32. Is that 32 even 32.0? 32.
0: I believe so. I believe he did average 32 even last season, yes.
1: That's that's impressive in his own right to get that nice round number. Clint Capella, one of my favorite players, 14.3 rebounds per game. Uh, of course, Russell Westbrook with the Wizards. He's yep. with the Wizards? He was. He was. He no longer 11.7 is. 11.7 assists per game. And Jimmy Butler, who is still around, with the Miami Heat, 2.1 steals per game. I, the names look familiar. The teams that those names are on do not. Yeah. I mean,
0: not be like, not being a huge basketball fan like yourself. It, it's kind of, it's uh, obviously Curry on the Warriors. That stands out to you. That's right. normal. Capella recently got traded to the Hawks. That We were talking before the show about the, the Houston blow up. And that was part of that.
1: Um, now, wasn't Capella a uh, Cleveland Cavalier too? No. Am I thinking of somebody else? I believe I may, someone I, else here. I may be thinking Adela Vadova. Okay. Either way, that, it sounds it sounds like they should be in a deli as lunch meets anyway. Westbrook, why is what what what?
0: Yeah, so last, year, last last year um Westbrook moved from Houston in a trade to the Wizards for John Wall, and I believe uh I believe that I don't believe that was an even swap. I believe it was more of a a salary dump for the Wizards. Interesting. Um,
1: Yeah. Was was it Houston tanking?
0: Houston was, I mean, that's one way to put it. Yeah, Houston was tanking. Uh,
1: Okay. When did Jimmy Butler go to Miami?
0: He signed there in the offseason two years ago, I believe Uh, it was.
1: Shows you how Uh, the touch I am.
0: When he, yeah, two years ago after the Sixers, um, he ended up signing with the Heat.
1: Speaking of a former Chicago Bull, let's talk about the awards. Tom Thibodeau, a New York Knicks Coach of the Year, beat out former Mizzou Head Basketball Coach Quinn Snyder and Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. Ah, uh, The Phoenix Suns were overachievers, yes?
0: I don't know. I'm not going
1: to say that. I'm going to say I was slightly
0: surprised by what they did, when you look at how dominant they were all season. Don't know if i call them overachievers. It may just be more so some of them young players finally found their stride and hit it at the right time. And I believe they can do it again this year.
1: Another thing that helped the four seed Knicks get to where they were, Julius Randle, most improved player, beat out Jeremy Grant. Is that how is that how you say that? Jeremy Grant? And Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. The sixth man went to Jordan Clarkson of the Utah Jazz. He beat out fellow jazz member Joe Inglis and Derrick Rose of the New York Knicks. It's still, I, I know the reason they're called the Jazz was because they were in New Orleans, but it amazes me that they moved to Utah where music is kind of outlawed. You'd think they would change that name, you know? Like, you would think when they moved to Utah, they would leave the Jazz name behind.
0: Well, you would think when the Indianapolis Colts, you know, left Baltimore in the middle. Here of we the, go again with their the, name with as well, the Colts. Hey, oh, Shut up, shut up, happen. shut
1: up. Rookie of the year, Lamello Ball, as Dan said before we started recording, the best of the ball trio beat out Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves and Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings. I'm sorry. Anytime you say the Sacramento Kings, it reminds me of that great promo that the rock cut in Sacramento where he's doing one of his rock concerts and he calls them the Sacramento Queens. I love it. it. It was one of the greatest rock promos he ever did to bring a little bit of our first love professional wrestling into this show. Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year for the Utah jazz beat out Draymond green of the golden state warriors, best talker in the NBA. And Ben Simmons, arguably the best player in the NBA for the Philadelphia 76ers. Talk to me about this MVP picking, Nikola Jokic. Okay, beat out Steph Curry and Joel Embiid. Jokic, Jokic, whatever. Nugget. Plays for the New York or for the Denver Nuggets, or at least he did last year. Does. Okay, three seed tied with the Clippers. Was he really that good? Um, so
0: you look at what he he averaged uh, for being a big man guy play center. Uh, seventy. So they played seventy two games total last year. Uh, I was a, it was another COVID shortened season. He played every single game. He averaged thirty four point six minutes, the most minutes he's ever averaged in his career. He averaged. 26.4 points, uh, 10.8 rebounds, 8, 8.3 assists, 1.3 steals, and 0.7 blocks per game. So when you look at those numbers, he was extremely valuable to the Denver Nuggets, and I don't think there's a way when that team finishes as high as they did in the standings as well. Uh, they were the three seed. You look at what he did. I don't think there was really much argument. Um And I also feel like, you know, once the media decides who's going to be the MVP in the second week of the season, because they're just playing out of their mind, uh, I feel like that definitely plays a factor into it. And Jokic was in that talk all season.
1: Is it possible that Steph Curry and Joel Embiid are victims of their own success? The Michael Jordan syndrome, where they can't be an MVP all the time, so they kind of let somebody else get those votes?
0: Yeah, I mean I I definitely wouldn't put that past it there, right? A few years ago it was Brestbrook and then it was and then it was even my guy Giannis was was kinda of in that conversation. LeBron's been there a few times. Like I definitely think that there's this rotation of players that they just decide to go through
1: in the media, and that's who the best player in basketball is. All right. Let's put twenty twenty behind us, as we I'm sure all of us want to do. Well, one thing before
0: we do that, just because I okay. uh, I want to. Um, the rookie class last year was probably one of the best rookie classes we've seen in a really long time. Um, and I, I think that's something to watch this year to see if this year's rookie class can can move forward into that. But like you said, let's put a nail on that. I just didn't want to dismiss how good that rookie class was because any, any of those three
1: guys legitimately could have been the rookie of the year. All right, let's talk storylines moving into 2021. It's the 75th season for the NBA. Really? It's probably a lot more than that, but it's the 75th season that the NBA recognizes. Now I'm sure we're going to get the all NBA history team and there's going to be a lot of, right. There's going to be a lot of debate about that. I know there's, a conversation about Jerry West not being the, the the logo guy anymore after holding it forever and that they kind of want to rebrand the NBA going into their 75th year. What have you heard? Have you heard anything about that? Or is that just something that is rumors to be rumors? I think that's just
0: rumors for me right now. It's not really something that I've heard or, or really have paid close attention to. Um, just because it, it's not that big to me, I just feel like it's something that we should touch on because this is the 75th season, like you said, that they're recognizing um, since the merger and all of that. And I think that there's going to be something special about the season, whether that is a new logo or it's something else. Um, I like the Jerry West logo, but I also wouldn't be opposed if the
1: NBA just kind of came up with their own logo. Fair enough. Like the. Ship, um, like I the want. I. I missed something when we talked about the standings. The Toronto Raptors were the defending NBA champion, and they finished 12th.
0: No, they won the championship two years ago.
1: Right. Who won it the year? I'm sorry? And
0: then it just kind of blew up.
1: Yeah. uh, All right. Uh, Let's talk about one of the, the big things. I believe it's Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn, yes.
0: Right? Yes. Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn. Yes.
1: Now, he's the first major name we've seen pretty much universally across sports that has rejected the the vaccine and will miss time in his season. I mean, we know. So give me your perspective
0: on, on this from a non NBA perspective, right? Well, Just give me I your mean, thoughts
1: on, on Kyrie kind of standing up against the machine. I don't think it's that. The NBA breeds a certain level of insanity among their stars. Look at Bill Walton. If there's anybody that is more just out there to be out there, it's Bill Walton. Kyrie Irving gives him a run for his money with his flat earther stuff and now with the vaccine stuff. It's not my place to judge. I got my vaccine. I think everybody should, but there comes a certain point to where you have to have the freedom to do what you do. I think he should. If he doesn't want to get the vaccine, it shouldn't stop him from making money. It shouldn't stop him from taking an active role in his profession. Test him before and after every game. I mean, just make his just make
0: his life miserable is, is what. No, nah, I wouldn't
1: mean? say that. But stick so much stuff up his nose, he wishes it was the nineteen eighties. He's already right. in New York. It kind of works there. Okay, but, so this is
0: a conversation we actually haven't had. Um, I'm, I'm against the vaccine. I okay. don't, I don't think there's enough studies on it. I don't think there's enough to know from it. I do believe that some of the vaccines, some of the different strains of it. Um, I think Pfizer is probably the best one. If I was forced to get one, I would make sure it was Pfizer. Um, but Johnson and Johnson and Moderna, whatever, however the hell you say it. Um, Moderna. Yeah. I believe both of those have been causing health issues in a lot of people, and it's not talked about enough. I don't think that the media is covering the people that are still dying after getting the vaccine. I can name on two hands. So we're talking about almost 10 people in my small world that I know got the vaccine and got COVID, and three of them have passed away. Um, so I don't think it's the answer, end all, be all. I think it's great that Kyrie's standing up against it, and he's doing what he believes in. Um I think I'm also happy that the NBA is basically like, you can't play at home. You're not going to make money. You're not above the rest of the world. Right. Because if they want if people wanted to go see them in New York, they have to be vaccinated. So I I applaud them for not making an exception to the rule. I do applaud them for that.
1: Yeah, the NBA standing up for something, that's a first. Um, speaking of standing up or the inability to do so because they are that old, the Lakers are one of the oldest teams in the league, obviously led by the second biggest superstar in NBA history. And then you look at a team like Philadelphia, you look at the Bucks, you look at the Jazz young teams, you look at the Suns, extremely young teams. So the Lakers average age is 31.8
0: years old. That's an old team. And that, that's the that, average age yeah. of a whole team. That's not the average age of like their stars that they have on there. There is the next closest team, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be the Nets and the Heat at 29.3. So you're talking about a two-year age difference. And this is a full season they're playing. So,
1: Well, we feel- know that the Lakers are going split, to split minutes. LeBron's going to get his time off. And Anthony Davis is going to get his time off. And who- whoever else they have. That's fine. Now, I wanted to ask you something because I I seem to remember it, but I could be very wrong here. The Lakers haven't had first-round draft picks, right? They they traded a good amount of them away. Yes? Yeah, they, they traded a ton of draft, draft picks away. Yeah. Just like the Rams did, right? Yeah. And we know baseball draft picks don't mean anything. Well, that's debatable. And... We'll see what my they'll I mean, do here in the next two years. I guess the Kings are the Kings. So does LA hate, just despise the draft? Because it kind of seems that way with their two biggest teams and their two biggest sports. That's but funny. all jokes aside, That's L- pretty funny actually. The Lakers are old. Uh, we we spoke on the COVID mandates. Um, you have something here. They switched to Wilson for the basketballs now. They went from Spalding to Wilson. Yeah. That's the first time that's happened in a long time, is it not? I mean, Spalding I, was the official ball of the NBA for yeah for decades. As long as I, as long as I am pretty sure as long as I've been alive. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes because there is a lot of aerodynamic issues with the way the the nipples are raised on the ball and the way the seams are cut into it. So yeah, we're going to see think, how I think we're going to see some some kind of yeah.
0: struggle here uh, early on in the season shooting these balls.
1: All right, and let's see. Weird take, as that sounds to
0: say, it's the truth.
1: Let's take a look at some of the coaching changes in the offseason. Nate McMillan got the interim tag taken off of him. He is now the head man in Deservedly Atlanta. So.
0: Deservedly so. I'd just like to say that. Uh, taking a team to the conference finals as interim head coach and not getting it till after the season's over, I think that was a little unjust on Atlanta's part. And I'm glad Nate McMillan got that job. Hopefully he can keep it
1: going. Well, there is precedent with that. Uh, in other sports as well. So, I mean, Craig Berube won the Stanley Cup with St. Louis and didn't get the interim tag removed until almost before the start of the next season. Uh, Brad Stevens got promoted, I guess, as he is now the he- head of basketball operations. Who replaced him? Ime
0: Aduke, I believe is how it's said.
1: Okay, uh, another big loss. J.R. Smith was the Celtic last year. No, so no, no. Just, okay, um, well, we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. Rick Carlisle is out in Dallas in favor of former Dallas Maverick star Jason Kidd, who used to be with the Nets. Yes.
0: Yes, was uh, was a wasn't a that was a net player for a long time. Uh, his last head coaching
1: job was with the Bucks, I believe. But. Never fear, Rick Carlisle fans. He found a home in Indiana, replacing Nate Bjorkgren. Yeah, you said that. No, you
0: actually said that very. I don't need to correct you. That's how close it was.
1: The New Orleans Pelicans fired Stan Van Gundy in favor of Willie Green. The Orlando Magic fired Steve Clifford in favor of Jamal Mosley. Chauncey Billups has now found a home behind, well, I guess in front of a bench in the NBA as he replaces Terry Stotts in Portland. And Wes Unselled Jr. is the new head man in Washington as he replaces Scott Brooks. Anything interesting there? Really? I mean, it seems I'm like excited it's going to, to see what Harris Jason. Does. I'm excited
0: to see what Jason Kidd does um, in Dallas. I liked Kidd as a head coach in Milwaukee. So I'll be interested to see what he does there. I'm also interested to see like what some of these former players do as coaches, right? Like Chauncey, I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, mean, we saw how Steve Nash did last year. A lot of a lot of former players starting to get these head coaching jobs, and I like
1: to see how each of them play out. Let's talk about some retirements. Big name for me, Kyle Korver. He's done. Uh, Jared Dudley, NBA champion in 2020. He is now an assistant coach with Dallas. Uh, Luis Scola, J.J. Redick, probably a, well, I wouldn't say probably, definitely a Hall of Famer. Paul Gasol, he's done two-time NBA champion, six-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA second team, two-time All-NBA third team, rookie of the year in 2002, All-Rookie first team in 2002, J. Walter Kennedy's Citizenship Award in 2012. He also played overseas. Paul Gasol, is he... Hall of Famer. Uh yes. What about JJ Reddick? JJ Reddick's a Hall of Famer. No. I no think it's possible. For his college career, yes. For no. Uh let's see, let's let's talk about some of these trades. Kimball Walker is in Oklahoma City. Al Hawford and Moses Brown went the other way.
0: Yeah, right back to Boston. Um, there's not much that so there's only really a few big trades that we need to kind of talk about. Ricky Rubio to Cleveland to uh, Tarion Prince to Minnesota. Um that was a big one. This five team trade down here was was kind of important. Now to what bro- about Kyle Lowry with the
1: sign and trade for
0: Yeah, sign and yeah, the sign and trade to Miami Gordon, for precious, Jogic
1: precious, and precious. precious. Achua. That is, a, is really precious.
0: Yeah, precious Achua. He is a um that that is a that is actually kind of a, a big trade that I almost closed over right there. So I do apologize. Um, that was a big deal for Toronto to be able to do the signing trade. It freed us from cap space there for Miami as well, in a sense. Um, this one right here, this next
1: Tristan, one, Tristan, how about Tristan Thompson to Boston or to Sacramento from Boston? That was that's a big deal, yeah. Eh, not for me, really. Tristan
0: Valentunas, yes, the Valentunas trade. Um, did I just miss a whole section here
1: Ed? yeah I, I think i think you did lonzo ball went Go to, ahead, I'm,
0: I'm gonna let you take this section over and i'll just kind of talk about the trades is there just because i, I must have missed like a whole a whole section
1: lonzo ball went to chicago in a sign and trade from new orleans in favor of a second round pick and if you guys have never heard of doug mcdermott was a sign and trade he's now in san antonio It seems like the Spurs got a few picks in that one for a protected second round pick. DeMar DeRozan, that seems like a pretty big name. Yes? Yeah. He's in Chicago. Eric, now this one seems like a big trade to me because I know some of these names. Eric Bledsoe to the Clippers, and then Memphis gets Patrick Beverly, Daniel Oturu, and Rajon Rondo.
0: Yeah, that was
1: that that seems pretty big. Um, And then Beverly got traded to Minnesota a few day, uh, nine days later for Jarrett Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Gomez. That's going to be a big name to put on the back of a basketball jersey. Um, Boston dumped salary big time. Uh, Let's see. Portland got Larry Nance Jr. from Cleveland. And Laurie Markkinen, who sounds like more like a hockey player, went to Cleveland for Derek Jones and a few picks that the Bulls got. So there you have that. That's a big
0: trade for Cleveland, in my opinion, because I don't I think marketing just didn't have the right space anymore in there. And I still believe in him as a good player. Uh, so that's something to because I, I know you're a little bit of a Cleveland fan here. So that's something. to. Well, to
1: you know, I, I would rather root for Cleveland than anybody else. Uh, it seems like the Pistons got a pretty big haul here with DeAndre Jordan, a second-round pick in 22, a second-round pick in 24, a second-round pick in 25, a second-round pick in 27. And Cash and DeAndre Jordan for Jaleel Okafor and Sekou Dombuya.
0: It's, it, it's close. I'm a, it's, a little, it's a little difficult
1: to pronounce. Mark Gasol went back to Memphis for the rights to draft somebody. Hernan Gomez went to Boston. It seems like the NBA does this a lot where they'll trade one player and then immediately flip him for somebody else. Because I know in NBA 21, that really hurts your GM cred. Uh, Most recently, it looks like Dombuya and a second went to Houston as Brooklyn tried to dump salary and then dumped Edwin summer or got Edwin summer and a protected second round pick from Miami. For a draft pick, uh, 39th overall, Juan Pablo Valle in 2015. All
0: right, so there was something that we did miss. It was a pretty big one. Um, Which one was that? On August 6th, this is a five-team trade.
1: Oh, yeah, I purposely skipped this one because I had no idea what the hell was going on. Okay, okay. Where are Uh we at with this one? Uh, Is this this the the Bulls, teams.
0: Yeah, it's the – no, so it's the Nets, the Pacers – the Spurs, the Lakers, and the Wizards.
1: Hold on, was the this Nets, trade. Uh, I can't. Okay, okay, five team trade. Okay, here. Wow. Okay. So the Brooklyn Nets
0: sent a 2024 second round pick from Washington, the 2025 second round pick. They got that. Swap. By the way. Yes, this is what they received. Um, and draft night rights to Nicola Mook, to uh, a player from 2015 draft. Um, there you go. The see, Pacers, if you watch
1: hockey, you'll get to understand how to pronounce these Russian names.
0: Um, the Pacers got the draft rights to Isaiah Jackson, the number 22 overall pick from the Lakers. The Spurs received Chandler Hutchinson from Washington and a 2022 second round pick from Washington. The Lakers received Russell Westbrook. 2023 Chicago second-round pick from Washington, 2024 second-round pick from Washington, and the 2028 second-round pick from Washington. Now, the Wizards, they received Clotavius Caldwell-Pope from the Lakers, Spencer Dinwiddie in a sign-and-trade from Brooklyn, Montrez Harrell from the Lakers, Aaron Holiday from Indiana, Kyle Kuzma from the Lakers, the draft rights to Isaiah Todd, the number 31 overall pick, and cast Considerations from Indiana. That was the big trade. And that was one of the big trades there in the summer.
1: Um, so Washington just gave up like, I don't know, six picks. Yeah. They gave up but, six picks. But the big
0: move in this right here was
1: getting rid of that Westbrook salary because, and then Westbrook back in LA. Washington gave up the, their t- 2022, 2023, 2024 twice and their 2025 second-round pick, and their 2028 second-round pick. And second-round
0: picks are looked like
1: seventh-round picks compared to the NFL draft. It's just it's it's astounding to give up that much draft capital. All right, let's do our previews for the season. Let's talk about some odds. Let's do the futures for the NBA championship. The Brooklyn Nets, despite the Kyrie Irving- Hoopla are a plus 240 to win the championship. They are followed by the Lakers at 400, the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks at 900, the Suns at 1500, Jazz 1600 along with the Clippers and the 76ers, Nuggets at 2200, Heat at 2500. We're not going to go on from there. If you had to take any of these teams, who would you put say a hundred bucks down for Dan? Uh, I'm putting a hundred
0: bucks on the bucks at plus 900 call it a homer pick if you want, but that's good return on a defending champion that pretty much brought back everybody on that roster and got better. When you look at some of the additions that they made now Um, that
1: now when it's plus 900, that means you bet hundred to win 900, right? Correct. Okay. And I don't like any,
0: I mean, the only other team I like in that scenario is going to be golden state with the same odds at plus 900. Once they get fully healthy and they will be fully healthy and moving and make the playoffs by the time that comes around. But you just you just look at the. I, I'm extremely surprised to see this at plus 900. Um, when you look at some of the moves that they made, they still have their big three intact. The Dia Vicente is going to be another year better. They picked up a good defensive guard and somebody I hated in college in Grayson Allen. Uh, picked up <laughs> picked up Rodney Hood. You just look at some of the moves he's made. I am extremely surprised at this, and I think the Nets and the Lakers. Um, I don't think I'm betting either one of those teams to win the championship at their current odds. They gotta show me they can stay healthy. They have caught, the only player that can truly stay healthy on the nets is out of their big three is gonna be Harden. The Lakers, they gotta show me they can stay healthy because they're they're old. And age does play a factor.
1: And I need to see how they play ball with Westbrook. Who at, do you hate more? Christian Leitner or Grayson Allen? JJ Reddick. Oh, fair enough. All right, let's take a look at the awards odds. We're gonna do this in the most important to the least. Who would you who would you who would you throw up? would you throw a hundred bucks on there? Uh, I I'd buy a nice steak dinner and go see a headliner. Maybe see a Britney Spears show. She's still headlining in Vegas, isn't she? I think that'd be fun. Trying to hit some of them, uh, some some of them milfs that are they listened to her music when they were younger. Now, yeah, I I think that's what I would do with a hundred bucks instead of betting on the NBA. Before we move on further, just
0: something I want to point out here: the Nets are minus 125 in the Eastern Conference. I don't like that to win the Eastern Conference. I do I I do like Miami at plus 1200 um, to win the East. I think that that's a good where you can do a half unit size bet on them and have a decent you're going to have a fighting chance there towards the end over in the west uh the phoenix suns at plus 700 and the warriors at plus 425 uh, i like both of those teams i like the suns a little bit more and i'll tell you another
1: team i like the dallas mavericks fair enough all right so there you have it lay your bets down let's talk about mvp award odds luka Doncic. Plus 400 to win the NBA MVP, followed by Joel Embiid at plus 700, Kevin Durant at plus 700. Really? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo plus 800. Steph Curry, plus 900. Lillard at 1100. LeBron, 14. Jochik at 16, along with Trey Young, who I think is probably the most exciting player in the NBA. Devin Booker, 2000. James Harden, 2500. Anthony Davis, the brow, twenty five hundred. Who you picking there? Because I'm gonna go with Doncic or Trae Young. So I like,
0: uh, I like both those guys. I do think Luca has a good shot here. Um, I'm gonna give you somebody down towards the bottom that, if you're gambling on this and you're betting on this, I'm gonna take a look at, and that's James Harden at plus twenty five hundred. Uh, I think if one of those two players, him or Durant, win it, it's gonna be Harden. Harden just. Fair enough. That's a good bet along with, uh, along with Steph. I like Steph at plus 900 too.
1: Let's take a look at rookie of the year. Cade Cunningham plus 250 with Detroit because somebody has to score points for the Pistons. Jalen Green plus 300 with Houston because somebody has to score points for the Rockets. Jalen Suggs with Orlando plus 750. Scotty Barnes in Toronto plus 800. Evan Mobley in Cleveland plus 800 because somebody has to score for the Cavaliers. That's all I'm going to get to because I can't pronounce this other guy in Houston at 1400. Alperin Sengun? Close. That's how I'd say it. All right. Devion Mitchell, 1800. Jonathan Kuminga uh, with Golden State at 25. And James Book Knight, I guess, in Charlotte with 2500. No idea. Going to go with the guy from Cleveland, maybe the guy in Houston. So, so taking, I mean, Jalen I'm not going to lie. I've, I haven't heard of any of these guys. Didn't yeah, really watch a lot of college basketball last year. I have no idea who these people are.
0: So, Cade Cunnington is the odds on favorite just because he deserves to be the odds on favorite when you look at how he played in college and just his skill set alone. Uh, Jalen Green is also not, is also somebody that we should really keep an eye on. And I like Suggs a little bit too here. Um, So any of these top three guys are the top three guys for the reason I think Suggs is a little undervalued at plus seven fifty when you look at those odds. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, one of those three should
1: win it, and it should be those three as the finalists. Sixth man, out. sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson, plus five fifty in Utah. Kevin Waiter in Perfect. Atlanta, whatever, plus eleven hundred along with Patty Mills in Brooklyn. Joe Inglis in Utah plus 1200, so Utah's got a stacked bench. It looks like Tyrese Halliburton in Sacramento. He was a runner-up last year. He's plus 1600. Gordon Dragic in Miami plus 1600. Kobe White in Chicago plus 1600. Derrick Rose in New York plus 1600. Terrence Ross in Orlando plus 1800. I always liked Derrick Rose. Patty Mills is a great name. It's going to be one of them too. Gimme quickly, Dan. Who you got?
0: Uh, so from a betting standpoint, Clarkson at plus 550, I do like him to repeat. I hate Halliburton at plus 1600. Halliburton should be starting on that team. He should not even be in this conversation by the time uh, that comes around. And Colby White at plus 1600, I don't dislike either. Uh, he's well, a good scorer.
1: Remember, to be qualify for the sixth man of the year, you cannot start more. I believe it's in 40% of the games that your team plays.
0: And I don't think Halliburton
1: will qualify. All right. Defensive player of the year. And this will be the last one we go before we make our picks in the playoffs. Rudy Gobert in Utah, plus 350, along with Ben Simmons. In Philadelphia, Miles Turner, plus 650. Joel Embiid, a grand, along with Anthony Davis and Giannis. And then Bam Adebayo, one of the funnest names to say in the NBA. He is plus 1,400. Stay
0: as far away from Ben Simmons as you possibly can. Injury concerns, right? No, just the this, the turmoil in Philly. He hasn't even reported yet. Uh, if he did report, he just reported over the last day or two. Uh, just so much turmoil. He wants to trade, and I think he's going to get it. And I don't know if he plays the whole season in general. Uh, if he's playing games one through 82 and he stays healthy, it's not a bad bet. But I like Gobert here at plus 350. If you're looking for something with a, with a little bit of upside, Embiid at plus a thousand is uh is something I'm taking a swing at there with the turmoil for Simmons.
1: Actually, I lied. We're gonna do one more, uh, one more award, and that's Coach of the Year. Two more. And, we're also gonna talk about the Most Improved Player. No, we're not. Uh, I, I am. Uh, whatever. It it's your show. You do what you want. Uh, my pick off the top is the favorite, mainly because, undoubtedly, he is my favorite player of all time, behind Michael Jordan. Steve Nash in Brooklyn, plus 850. Eric Spolstra in Miami. He's still a coach there. I thought I thought surely he would be done a, a couple of years ago. He's, he's, well, he brought a championship there at a few of them. Granted, the big three was there, but he is plus 900. Billy Donovan in Chicago. Glad he finally turned it around because I seriously thought he was only a college coach. He is plus 1,000. Quinn Snyder, my boy. Plus 1100, along with Steve Kerr, plus 1100. Can you really be coach of the year when you have two of the best shooters in the history of the NBA? You know, Uh, I I see your point. It's like Phil Jackson. You know, Phil Jackson's one of the best coaches of all time, but can he really be coach of the year year in, year out when he had the big three in Chicago and then Kobe and Shaq? Like, come on, man. Come on. It doesn't take a lot of coaching there to figure that out. Uh, Monty Williams in Phoenix, twelve hundred. Frank Vogel with the aforementioned Lakers, fourteen hundred. And Nate McMillan with the Atlanta Hawks, fourteen hundred. I said Nash. Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw in Quinn Snyder as well. Just why not? Who do okay, you got? so I like that you
0: threw Quinn Snyder in there because I don't like Nash because I don't trust the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I like Billy Donovan here with Chicago. I think the changes they made with that roster and what they've done. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty good safe bet. I think you're gonna have a shot there going into the end of the season because, as we're gonna talk about here in a second, I do see them making the playoffs, and I also like sposter at plus nine hundred. If I like the if I like the heat to give you a
1: chance to win the east, I have to like sposter in Miami, right? I would say that it ah. makes logical sense. All right, mm-hmm. most improved player really quickly here. I let me give it let me let me get through the names because you that, one at, that one at the tops is interesting uh shy Gilgamesh alexander shy gildress alexander if you ever gildress. see his name again just refer to him as sga because that's what they call him well he's plus 700 along with zion williamson i thought he was good is he, he not good, good but he
0: has not taken that next step that next step in my opinion to start stardom i don't think he's a bad name to have on this list but it's not who
1: i like because he is a known name Michael Porter Jr. in Denver plus 750. Kevin Porter Jr. any relate, no relation, right? None that I know of, but
0: go ahead, keep going. I'll let you keep going.
1: Plus 900. Zach Levine in Chicago and Colin Sexton in Cleveland plus 1200. Christian Wood 14. Jarrett Jackson 16. Jalen Brown in Boston 16. John Collins in Atlanta. Chris Butcher, Boucher. Boucher. In Toronto, 1,800. De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, 1,800. Hmm. I feel like betting on this award is just dumb in its own right because it could easily be the field on this one because it's so subjective to try to figure out who's going to be a buttload better than they were last year, you know? I agree.
0: I agree, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Um If I'm taking somebody in this category, though, it's probably going to be KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. uh, Or I'm going to go with a name like Zion, just simply with those odds at 700. And if he has that breakout season, his name notability, like I said, the the media plays a factor into all of this. So that's kind of what I would go with. SGA is another name, though. Uh, He was in the running for most improved player last year, and
1: then I believe he got... Okay, so if you're in the running for the most improved player, how can... In one year, how can you get it the next year unless you win the MVP?
0: It's the NBA Awards.
1: It doesn't make any sense.
0: It's the most subjective awards in sports,
1: in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Fair enough. Let's uh, shall we pick our shall we make our 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 picks? Let's do it. Let's do this a little bit different than what we've done the other sports. And let's just pick. Let's just pick our top four. Two in each conference. And, yeah, let's just do that. Because, Because honestly, figuring out the divisions here and and the whole play, are they going to have play-in stuff this year? All right.
0: So, yes, the the play-in games are here to stay.
1: And that's ridiculous. Because then 10 out of 15 teams in each conference make the playoffs. And you have a team like San Antonio, who finished 33-39 and last year, and they're a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I I mean, same thing with the Hornets. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to give me your top eight teams. There's no way that you can screw it up as far as the divisions because the seating is completely different. You look so uncomfortable by me telling you to do that. Top eight teams as in four in each conference? Yeah, give me the top eight
1: teams as four in each conference, and I'll dive dive into it a little bit more. Uh, Do I got to give you the order in which they're going to finish? Nope. No, I don't. No, I I won't. I won't do to you what you did to me when it came to hockey. Thank God. Okay, um, I'm gonna go with the Cavaliers, the Raptors, the Pacers, and the Heat. And that's a joke. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Bucks, Nets, Sixers, and Heat. Or I'm sorry, Bucks, Nets, Sixers, and Hawks. Not necessarily in that order. I think the Hawks could win the East. Okay. I mean, I I
0: don't hate that. I don't hate that. I love that you threw the Hawks in there. They won their conference last year. Granted,
1: it is a little bit of a weak
0: conference, but the well, Heat are in that conference.
1: I have to pick the Hawks. I have to have the Hawks in there. They were my dad's favorite team growing up. He got to see them at the old Keel Center back before the Blues added on and made it a, a, a hockey arena. And he got to see, he he was there during the finals when the Hawks were the only team to ever beat those vaulted Celtics teams. So I okay. had to throw the Hawks in there because sentimental favorite. And they should have never left. No, I got you. And they're a, they're a good team, too.
0: They're definitely a good team. In but the West. In the West.
1: Utah, Phoenix, Dallas, Lakers. Utah,
0: Phoenix, Dallas, Lakers.
1: I don't hate that. That's solid. That's solid. I think Just the top four teams. LeBron, you never. What do I say in the NFL? What do we say? What do I say when we're doing our NFL show? You've never never bet against two. A pissed
0: off Patrick Mahomes or Aaron
1: Rodgers. Exactly. Never bet against LeBron. Especially now that he's got something to prove. Anthony Davis should be healthy, I think. And say what you will, but those two are lethal down low. I go with the Mavericks because they're probably outside of Cleveland my favorite team. And then I think the Jazz and the Suns are just good. I mean 52. And 51 wins, they're they're good. They're good. I don't, yeah, I don't dislike that. That's very solid. Um, so
0: I'm I'm just gonna kind of give my team tier in no particular order, um, and then I'll have you give me your your championship between those. So so go ahead, do do a little bit of study in here while I'm talking and, and figure out who you think's gonna be playing in the finals, um, and who you think's gonna win. All right, so in the East, it's gonna be this is in no order, guys. So don't take it to heart. Uh the Bucs, the Nets, the 76ers, the Hawks, the
1: Heat, the Knicks. Ooh, big drop for the Knicks. The Bulls. Whoa. The Hornets. Whoa. All right. Bulls going from eleven to playoffs. That's they finished so- thirty one and forty one last year, and you're having them go to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm going to talk about this team particularly why right. Um, As I mentioned, I like Billy Donovan for Coach of the Year, and I think this is a big reason why. Um, You look at what they did with the roster. They, as much as people hate him, Lonzo Ball has progressed so much over the last couple seasons as a guard. They brought DeMar DeRozan is now there. You are looking at guys like Patrick Milliam still there, Colby White, Nikola Vucevic, Zach Levine. This roster has done some overhaul and they have some good young players on there and a solid bench to where I think they're going to take that next step. And you have a team like the Pacers that have kind of fallen off and somebody's got to get there, right? And you listen to the teams in the Bulls division. They play these teams a little bit more. The only other good team in this division is going to be the Bucks. You have the Pacers. The Pacers have really taken a step back like big time you look at their roster this almost looks like it's a tankier for them um when you just look at it you got the pistons in that team that's a team that's still putting things together uh they are a solid young team you got guys nice. like cade Cunnington, sadiq bay jeremiah grant on that young Pistons team and then the Cavs are the Cavs. not saying the Cavs are going to be bad but they still have a lot of work to do as a team i talked about how they brought
1: in marketing and stuff like that i'm gonna is- stop you right there the Cavs play in Cleveland. Cleveland made some sacrifices to get their NBA championship, to get the Browns a playoff win, and to get the World Series. Those sacrifices... I mean, the factor, the factory of sadness obviously was the one that got them the championship. And then the Indians mortgaged their future for a rain delay. And the Browns... And then the Indians and the Cavaliers were sacrificed for the Browns to be good. And they are. We'll talk about that tomorrow or Wednesday. Cleveland's going to be last in the league. That's going to be hard
0: to do when you look at some of these other teams.
1: I know that they're going to be last in the league because of the sporting gods. Sacrifices were made at the altar of greatness and the Cavaliers blood runs down that altar. I say what you will; it makes absolutely no sense. But if, if if you follow Cleveland sports, it absolutely does. Yeah.
0: All right. So,
1: talk to me about the West.
0: For the West, it's going to be easier for me to tell you the teams that I don't think make the playoffs. Um, okay. Because there's only five of them. Um,
1: <laughs> who are they?
0: The Spurs. Ooh. The, the Kings. Okay. The Timberwolves low-hanging fruit the rockets Uh this one might surprise some people but i think this might be i I can't
1: all right i'm I'm just gonna go with okc again i was gonna say that's that's a big jump for them to go 22 and 50 to the playoffs so
0: uh, yeah it's gonna be okc again i think i think okc gets a lot better um as those play and they're probably still a year or two away so the spurs are out the pelicans are in and when you look at what it was last year uh, i'm not giving those to you in any order um we can kind of shoot for our conference finals have you
1: had enough time to do some studying mr ed dallas over milwaukee in six in six yep okay i like the definitiveness
0: there um, my Eastern Conference Finals are going to be
1: the Bucks. Oh wait, what well, was I supposed to give the Finals or the it's Conference okay. Finals? It's okay. Because the Buck the Bucks sweep their way to the Finals. They Nobody sweep. stops them. I love it. I love it. And they beat um, the they they beat the Hawks in the final in the Eastern okay. Conference Finals. So it's a repeat of last year. Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, well not the sweep, but just because they didn't sweep them last year, but you're saying No, that, but but it will be
1: a sweep. The Bucks are that much better than everybody else in the East, I believe. I'm saying the Bucks in the
0: Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals and, Ooh, and, and in the in the West,
1: the Lakers and the Suns. Mavericks and Jazz. I like that. Mavericks and Jazz. I like that a lot. Because they um, finished they finish one two in the West. And I have the, the have the heat over the lakers they
0: get their revenge for two years god would
1: i not care about that finals um only revenge two years i just the bubble. i would not care about that kind of fun
0: i i really like that heat team i'm a bucks fan i think that i think this is going to be a great nba season just to kind of wrap this show up because i know that this was probably something that pained you slightly to do. So, um. Go ahead and put a bow on it. You got any questions for me? Any, any any additional thoughts?
1: Five bucks says the Cavs are a playoff team. They are a playoff team? They are a playoff team. I'll take that bet. All right. right, five. I mean, it's throwaway money. I don't care. I but, will take that bet all day. I mean, if I could get odds on that, because it's got to be like 500 to 1, 1,000 to 1, 1,500
0: to 1. You know so what? Look, Google
1: will help me out here. Odds Cleveland Cavaliers make playoffs. Let's see what we have. Um, oh, ESPN says they have a great chance to make the playoffs this year. Over under playoff odds for all 30 teams. Show me a graphic. Come on, come on, I don't want to scroll. Atlanta, Toronto, Cleveland, 500 to one to make the playoffs, 250 to one to win the East over under 26.5 wins. Oh, I'm sorry. Odds to make the playoffs plus eighteen hundred to win negative six thousand. No. So can I get that plus eighteen hundred from you, Dan? Absolutely not. I mean, come on, five bucks. It's only like. uh, Let's see, what is that? Nine hundred dollars you'd have to pay me back. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um. <laughs> One thing I, I am looking at really quickly here since we kinda we got a few minutes here, right?
1: Uh not really, but go ahead.
0: I, I'm looking at win totals. The the Bulls over 42 and a half. I like that a little bit. A little bit. I do like the Heat over 48 and a half a little bit more than that. Um I like the under on the Lakers at fifty two and a half.
1: And oh. I uh, I, you went back and forth on Oklahoma City. Over under on their wins, 23 and a half. This is yeah. according to EST. And I like the over.
0: That's another one uh, that I was getting <laughs> at. I like over 23 and a half. That's probably actually something I'll bet once we get off this show. Um, to be completely honest with you. Anything in the West that's super high, like so I love the uh, look looking at this nets here, nets under fifty six and a half. I like that. Um but that's, that's how, about, not all. How,
1: about, how about the Magic, 22.5 wins?
0: I, I wouldn't touch it. Really? I wouldn't touch it. I mean, they're in the East, so I think if, if you're just a degenerate and you bet every total, I think I'd bet the over, the 22.5, because it is the East, but that's not one I would even touch because I did look at that because I like the low numbers. Last year, I took the over on the Hornets, and they they demolished it for me. Pistons,
1: 24 and a half. Not touching that either. All right. Well, we can get more of those that betting stuff in another show. But the NBA season starts tomorrow. I'm sure that TNT or – wait, tomorrow is Tuesday. Oh, yeah, because there's no dynamite on Wednesday because of the NBA. We should do a wrestling show, Dan. We, we should do it. a wrestling show next week. Okay. Oh, you're not going to be here next week. Week after we should do a wrestling show and talk about and talk about a lot of things because there's a lot of stuff going on. So for those of you that miss the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast, we may be making a one night only return. I still have a promo for that. So Dan, what are you thinking? Are you excited? Oh, I'm loving it, man. I mean, I, I
0: get to see I get to see the Bucks raise the banner here tomorrow night. Um I'll be all decked out in my Bucks gear and everything tomorrow. Um, Actually, I might not be because I'm heading to Vegas, so I might I might save some of that apparel for Vegas. Um, All right. well, two decent games got Golden State and the Lakers Tuesday night as well, so two good games here on the slate for tomorrow. Um, Do you want me to touch the betting side of this really quick, Ed, or do you, no? Or, not no? really. Okay. Well, um, I will anyway.
1: Well, too bad. We're gonna skip it anyway. Uh, stuff to look forward to at least for my teams. Number thirteen Notre Dame will host USC at 7:30 p.m. on NBC. That's going to be a big game for Notre Dame's national championship hopes. Penn State hosts my Illini in what should be a blowout of epic proportions. West Virginia and TCU in a game nobody cares about Saturday evening. The Blues are 1-0. and They take on Arizona tonight at 10 p.m. I'm going to stay up to watch that and hate myself in school tomorrow. Danny Boy, excellent show as always. We're going to be back Wednesday. Don't you want to know what I have to watch for? Sure. Because I'll tell you what
0: I'm looking forward to tonight.
1: I'm looking raw.
0: I'm looking forward to this Kraken versus Flyer. I love what Flyers. Flyers. I did say Flyer. And um, I'll tell you what. A a little parlay here: Kraken at plus one fifteen. Your St. Louis Blues at plus one seventy. On a separate bet, those Ducks at plus one sixty five. I might throw a half unit on them. They've been playing some pretty good hockey.
1: No, they haven't. The Ducks are terrible. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the West. I thought we covered this. I really thought you were getting smarter at hockey, but I guess. Well, I no, we did. But blind. what I've
0: seen so far early on in the season, they haven't been playing bad hockey. They played like two
1: games. Right. The first two games of the season. Ah, uh, Terrible. All right. Uh, Dan, it's been a pleasure. We're going to be back either late Tuesday, early Wednesday for our NBA Week 6 recap, Week 7 preview. I've already made my picks. Dan's still got to make his. We got Monday Night Football tonight, Buffalo and Tennessee. We picked different. This will decide who wins the week. I am still up by a few games as it stands now. Dan, any saved rounds?
0: Nothing today.
1: All right, folks. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. And just remember, if your team's not doing so well, it can always be. The players to be named later who will make it all better. See ya!